0: Welcome to the great conversation where ideas matter. Ideas shape markets. They can change the world. We've had quite a bit of discussions recently with members of the risk resilience security ecosystem about the role of audio within the business processes of security. And uh, But what's interesting is sometimes we can't bridge the gap. That is, we don't recognize that One, we may already be using audio. Two, we may have room within the value proposition to the customer of how audio can make them more effective, more intelligent in situational awareness and actionable response, uh, as well as um, provide necessary information for our business counterparts. So, with that said, I had some interesting discussions with the president of Sound Secure, Cameron Jadvani, lately. And um, as, as you all remember, he's been on before. He runs a company that provides audio products that allow uh, his customers to hear what their cameras see. And, Cameron, um, really, the, some of the, the series of conversations we've had offline recently you've really brought home the story in a very tangible way. So if you can, let's just step us through, if you can, some of the thoughts in our previous conversations we've had around bridging the gap in audio.
1: Well, hi, Ron. It's good to be back with you. Thank you for having me on. And this conversation we've been having surrounding audio, specifically in security systems, but in a broader sense as well, Uh, has been a bit illuminating and eye-opening in two ways. Uh, One, I think it has enforced or reinforced how the security industry, for good reason, has a very conservative approach in adopting new technology or new uses of existing technology. Uh, After all, when we're talking about protecting people, protecting property and assets, the equipment needs to work. And so it It has to be adopted, tested, proven, and that can take some time. So that's understandable why a number of folks in our industry fall back on video, fall back on access control because they've done it for years and years and years and it works. So anything new outside of their comfort zone is treated with an eye of skepticism because it needs to be proven first. Now that said, audio and security systems has been in place for 30, 40 years or more. It's not a new technology, but it's new to a lot of folks in our our industry. But as we look around the other technologies that are out there beyond our own security system, uh, you find audio being used absolutely everywhere. And I've been uh, in the security industry for about a decade doing nothing but audio for video systems. And so I've developed this sort of hypervigilance around sound. Uh, and so I, I have, for better or worse, the ability to notice the plainly obvious where we have audio recording going on, sometimes with video, sometimes without video, where no one bats an eye at it and it's readily accepted. And so the the effort of uh, the working group with the Security Industry Association that you and I are both a part of is looking to bridge that gap. and Why is it that uh, when you have a intercom, say the door station or a video doorbell, and you have audio and video in the same device, why is that readily accepted? But when you talk about having a microphone attached to a camera or a speaker attached to a camera, there's an added level of hesitancy to adopt and deploy it. So those are the conversations that we're exploring and looking to bridge that gap between uh, not necessarily the, the technology adoption, but more the application adoption and, and where audio is being used for security systems.
0: Well, I love the use of the term obvious. That is, it's obvious if you're sensitized to it that everyone's already using audio. And um, give, give us some examples where your sensitivity has allowed you to start saying, my gosh, we've got ubiquitous products in the audio space across all industries. Um, well, you know, and, and, and let's first acknowledge that because it may make us more readily um, uh, uh, ready to receive audio in a more ubiquitous way in security. So What's
1: interesting to me about that is as you ask what's obvious, uh, I'm, I'm looking around my desk right now and I count four microphones and at least two speakers. So I've got the microphone that I'm speaking into, this USB microphone into my laptop. There's the microphone on the laptop itself. There's my cell phone, which has its own microphone on my desk. And then there's my desktop phone. Uh, and then for speakers, there's the speaker phone, of course, and the, the laptop speakers. Uh, now, because we're not actively monitoring the audio feed, other than on this recording, we don't necessarily acknowledge the existence of the audio devices, right? And even when you use them, if I use a phone, I'm more interested in what the person on the other end of the phone is saying to me versus, oh, I have a speaker in my ear right now, or I have a desktop speaker that I'm I'm having a phone call on. So taking a step back from the benefit of using these these devices or the application of these devices, like a phone call, like a Zoom recording, and looking at the actual hardware itself is something that I've been a little more attuned to. So even just sitting in front of me right now, and I, I would be hard pressed to call any of these security devices, right? But if I captured something interesting on my laptop camera, that's a video recording. And if there was an audio feed with it, now I have audio video. So just looking around your immediate environment, I'd wager you'd find a handful of microphones and speakers as well. Uh, and then when we look at different devices or, or different, uh, we'll say recordings that we consume, um, every video I have on my cell phone of family vacations or kids playing in the backyard, those sorts of things, they all have audio with them, because I hold my phone up, I hit record, and my phone does the rest for me. I'm not even thinking about it, but I get the value from having that audio recording. So, you know, when they say something uh, cute or embarrassing or or lighthearted, uh, great. I hit favorite on it, and then I can watch it again, and and rehear uh, that great experience. And I, I don't know uh, if. If you're a fan of YouTube videos or certain vlogs on YouTube, I am for nothing more than the reason that it exposes me to people living um, different lifestyles, having different experiences that I probably won't get to experience myself. And so I can live a little bit vicariously through their their experience. Uh, All these videos have audio with them, right? I wanna hear what's going on. I wanna hear their environment. I wanna hear their storytelling. If they didn't have that audio with it, there's no way I'd watch it. So we, we're we consuming sounds all the time. Um, if you've ever been to a Las Vegas casino, uh, you hear the, the ding, ding, ding of a slot machine all the time. You're consuming that sound, it tells you about your environment. If you've ever been at a loud bar late at night and it's the kind of place where you have to be right in someone's ear to communicate, you're familiar with the effects of ambient noise. So in all these environments, we're embracing sound we're using sound we're trying to mitigate sound if you've been in an amphitheater you see how it's curved and designed in such a way that it eliminates background noise the acoustics are perfect because the environment is so important to have that high quality sound so we're already embracing a lot of sounds and other ways of life i think the bridge that we're crossing now in the security industry is looking at two things one is how can we take sound and audio from other industries? What are the applications where it works well and how can we apply it to make security systems better? And the second thing, which is really a corollary to the first is how can we do so in a non-intrusive way that protects privacy, that notifies people that audio is being used and that makes people comfortable with being monitored in certain situations and gives them the realization that they're private in other situations. So that I think at a 10,000 foot view are some of the goals of, of our own working group. And in, uh, in my own work with SoundSecure, it's a conversation we have uh, daily, multiple times a day, uh, because people are inquisitive in our industry. They want to see what's new. They want to see new ways, new methods, new approaches. And adding audio functionality to a security system, uh, as I mentioned, is new to a lot of folks. And demand is there uh, because in other facets facets of life, folks are seeing how they're already using audio.
0: It's, It's really interesting because it is an ecosystem. All the different examples, starting with your own desktop today is an ecosystem of device functioning together. And when they are functioning together, give you a clearer picture of what is going on. We've recently been um, there, it's it, right in our face in the news. What would have happened if we didn't have the video and audio feed coming from uh, the Derek Chauvin case? What would right. happen if we wouldn't have had that? Uh, so now if we apply that to our primary efforts in security, which is to mitigate risk, An actionable response, that gap has not been filled. That gap has not been filled. Here we have a law enforcement example, and that gap has not been filled in most traditional security programs. Tell me why that is. Is it it due to the fact that people are afraid of implementing it um, uh, organizationally uh, from a legal standpoint? What, What is the primary thing that's keeping us from deploying audio? Besides besides the fact we don't know how to do it on the, um, maybe on the integrator side, uh, I'm not saying across the spectrum, but in many cases, just not used to doing it because we sell access control and video every day. We don't sell audio every day.
1: I think there are a few factors at play here. Um, One, as I mentioned, our industry is a little slower to adopt technology than others, and so there's a comfort factor by going to an end user and saying, we'll put in a security system for you, and we'll put up some cameras here, and we'll put in an access control system on your doors, and we're done. And it's missing some additional functionality, audio being one of the, the functions. Another facet of it is how to balance the context you gain, the information you gain by including audio. Uh, and you, you bring up a very timely example of the, the Derek Chauvin trial. Um, any kind of body-worn camera will have audio. Every cell phone video that you've seen from, not just this case, but any, any prominent event, protest, uh, anything going on in the last, gosh, a year or more uh, where it seems we've, um, we've seen a, a significant number of cell phone videos come out of, of uh, all, all sorts of news events. Uh, I think folks are trying to balance that value that they get from including audio, the context of an event as it happens, the information and evidence that comes from that audio feed separate from the video feed, with the need to protect privacy. And when we look at some of these events, uh, and, and to, to use the timely example of, of the Derek Chauvin trial, you had a, a uh, arrest, a, a detention, a, a security event taking place in broad daylight in the middle of the street. I think you would be harder pressed to find someone who would say there's a heightened expectation of privacy here and you can't record video or audio in that environment and uh, I haven't been following the reports of the trial daily. However, to my knowledge, no one has batted an eye at the admissibility of the audio recording as evidence in that trial. So I think when we talk to the industry, we're trying to find the balance point and thread the needle between entities wanting the information for security purposes for customer service purposes for business intelligence purposes with protecting privacy of their customers of their clients of those who uh, they are in the business of serving Mm -hmm. so our work is to help them thread that needle uh, and show here are some common applications here are some common ways that you can do both because remember how we opened we're already using audio in a lot of places so we're not talking necessarily about oh it's illegal to record a microphone because we're already doing it we might be talking about it's illegal to record a microphone in certain circumstances or where there's heightened expectations of privacy and there's no notification being given to remove that expectation of privacy so helping people uh, find that balance point and showing them the do's and don'ts and the best practices for incorporating audio into a security system uh, is a conversation we have daily.
0: You know, it's so so interesting. One of the things you've really done well is is uh, just take public information around privacy statutes across the United States, and you know, you provide that to your customers and your business development efforts to show them that. Uh, if you want to point exactly to where this uh, is uh, being regulated, or um, what 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 the uh, the legal statutes are, you know, it's it's quite visible, it's quite accessible, and you do that quite transparently. It's almost counterintuitive because you're saying, "I'll I'll, I'll let you know if you want to go to the source where." where uh, our legal system is talking about privacy, here it is, here it is. And you're, I think you've said to me before, not one of these really constrains us from the proper use of audio in our, in our companies. You, you said
1: a very important word there and that's proper or proper use rather.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and, and you're correct. We make the actual legal references for state and federal statutes available on our website uh because as you said nothing that we're doing is is uh prohibited by law much less constrained by law and if it were we probably would have been shut down long ago right mm-hmm. Um, says that run afoul of of uh, state and federal laws don't have a uh, long-tenured standing right so we want people to have that reference and look i'm not an attorney i'm not an industry attorney i'm not any kind of attorney um but having that reference available that I can then say I'm an integrator, I can then send to my attorney and say, what does this reference say? What are the right ways to to use audio? And at the risk of getting two in the weeds and two legalese, uh, most of these state statutes all refer to expectations of privacy uh, in that if you have an expectation of privacy, then depending on the state that you're in, either one party in the conversation needs to consent or in uh, 11 or 12 states, then all parties in the conversation need to consent to it. Um, this is far simpler than we make it out to be as the industry uh, because those all apply when there's an expectation of privacy. So if there is no expectation of privacy, and go back to remembering these public events in, in the street or in marches or protests or demonstrations, if there's no expectation of privacy there, and someone's recording you'd be hard pressed to say your privacy was violated. So we like to show folks, here's how you can use audio. And here's how you can communicate to people that when you come into a convenience store, there's a security system that's watching you. There's audio incorporated into that convenience store. It's a very simple disclosure and Whereas a lot of folks have entered a a gas station and seen the sign on the door that says "24/7 audio video recording or something similar, or they call a customer service hotline. And the first thing they hear is this calls recorded for training or for quality purposes. It's the same concept that applies. Those folks through signage, through the audio uh, messaging are removing that expectation of privacy. They're telling you, you're going to be recorded when you come into this building or when you stay on the line. And by going into that building or staying on the line, you've then demonstrated that you're okay with it. Uh, if you if you objected to it, you would somehow communicate that. You would say, I don't want to be on a recorded line, or you'd hang up the phone, or you would go to the gas station down the street. So there are all sorts of ways that we try and help our customers um, manage those expectations that their customers might have, um, which is not to say we're advocating putting audio everywhere. Uh, the home security market is not one that we're involved with. Um, there are rare cases where, say, there's a, you know, a door station on a multifamily uh, building, uh, but by and large, uh, residential security is not a market for us. We're much more focused on commercial security, on uh, more industrial or government security applications, because the expectations of privacy are different in those areas. Mm-hmm. But by showing folks how they can manage those, uh, those expectations, giving them the actual legal references that they then can take to their own counsel and, and research themselves. Uh, and then just sharing real world examples of how audio is already being used and, and uh, audio is already being recorded, I think goes a great way a great, great, um, uh, great distance in making folks in our industry more comfortable with the idea and accelerating the adoption um, because again, it's something new to them and there's some hesitancy to adopt it. So by showing folks how they can already do it or or rather how it's already being used and how they can do it further, um, we're we're finding success in adoption.
0: And if we can get past this scotoma, these blind spots that one audio is already being used, two, it can be used further to help us uh, be more effective in our business processes and our outcomes and uh, improve the safety and security of our people and assets. If if all those things can be achieved, what's the promise going forward? Let, let's say we get beyond these constraints and uh, I'm gonna turn to different members of the ecosystem first. Let, let's go to the reseller integrator. If, this isn't being broadly adopted by them, then those who do lead with it and can show a total cost of ownership and value proposition that's unique, that improves their customers' programs are going to have an advantage in the marketplace, right?
1: Absolutely. It's stunning to me how there are a select number of integrators who see the benefit of it, who understand the privacy expectations and how to manage them or at a minimum have resources by which they can, they can uh, fall back on to, to uh, manage those expectations either through their own counsel or through their own experience and how they can then propose in new installations or target new clients by saying, you have a security system that goes part of the way there. We want to get you all the way there. And the way we can do that is adding a few devices that end up being a force multiplier to the functionality of your security system. Um, Case in point, let's say that an end user is running a simple perimeter protection security system. You have cameras, you have access control at a gate. someone crosses the fence line and a boundary analytic, a line crossing analytic is triggered. Well, without audio, a central station would then need to dispatch someone to go and intercept this, this intruder with an audio out system. The central station can say you in the red shirt, you have 10 seconds to get out of here. You're in a restricted area. You need to get lost. So the immediacy of that context of a, a live voice, which sounds like the voice of God shouting down at this intruder, has an immediate benefit. The time required to do so is seconds, not minutes, to dispatch a a security officer to that location. And you have then taken a preventative measure, whereas your, uh, your video system will see a crime happening, will see an intrusion, will see a robbery happening, but can't do much to stop it. It can capture the evidence. It can it can maybe identify the, the perpetrator, uh, but you're talking about a forensic review after the fact. Correct. Audio edition has a preventative nature to it. And so those integrators that can take that message out to the market and say, you've got the best cameras already installed, but they'll only go so far in protecting your people and protecting your assets and your property. We can make a small, simple add-on which has a force multiplier effect uh, that can be incalculable because if you've prevented a robbery, your ROI in that business case is off the charts. If you've prevented an assault on an employee, um, first of all, uh, you've protected your people, which is the responsibility of any organization, um, but the cost then that you have saved in, uh, in helping that employee after the fact in evaluating Whatever you need to do further for your own security practices, your return on investment, just from the business standpoint, is off the charts in that, in that circumstance. And I would wager your employee retention will be better for it. Uh, so there are savvy integrators who are adopting audio and deploying it, and it is absolutely a competitive advantage for them because they can offer something different and better and stronger than what most other integrators are offering.
0: And then, of course, with the advent of more and more virtual GSOC as a service companies, uh, that gets even more profound because now you basically increase the bandwidth of your security reach uh, and uh, and without without necessarily even owning. owning the system itself, which is pretty interesting.
1: Absolutely, and when you talk about remote monitoring through a a GSOC or even a contracted central station, they're getting a lot of alarms and they need to verify these alarms before dispatching. And so if you have a video feed and maybe it gives you a little bit of information or maybe you're watching it live after an alarm gets tripped and you're trying to determine, is this something we need to dispatch for? Whereas the inclusion of audio If you hear people yelling for help, if you hear aggressive voices, if you hear, God forbid, glass breaking or gunfire going off, you know right away that there's an incident in progress. Uh, And when you go to dispatch, you go to the the very top of the response queue when you have that verified alarm. So as we see more and more remote monitoring, receiving more and more alarms from all the types of analytics that are out there, uh, the inclusion of an audio feed can go a long, long way in reducing false alarm dispatch and helping these centrals to verify the alarms that they're getting.
0: Let's end this great conversation, Cameron, with some do's and don'ts, uh, uh, a kind of uh, actionable takeaways that people can uh, t- uh, can take from this conversation. So
1: our guidance
0: in terms of what to do, is to
1: always provide notification through some way, shape or form that audio is being used along with your video system. Uh, That can be through signage, that can be through the audible notifications that that we discussed on on phone recordings, Um, that can be through uh, a distributed employee memo uh, I used to work at a, at a place that had audio in their security systems and our employee handbook disclosed that audio was used on premises for security purposes. So we always recommend that some notification be given that audio is being recorded. Now the, the, the other side of that coin is the don't, which is don't record surreptitiously. Uh, if you go back through some of the legal references, uh, you'll see the word uh, surreptitious pop up here and there. People don't wanna be secretly recorded for, for good reason. And we don't want our customers to secretly record people. We always want to give that notification. And then once you have a recording, let's say through legitimate means by removing expectations of privacy, if you pick up a recording that has someone commenting on something embarrassing about themselves that has nothing to do with security, don't then use that audio for some exploitative purpose or try and blackmail someone that will get you into all kinds of hot water so we like to say you're using audio for gathering additional evidence in the case of a security incident a security event you're using audio for a deterrent purpose in the case of uh, let's say that intrusion example you're using audio for alarm verification purposes very legitimate What you're not trying to do is spy on your neighbors. What you're not trying to do is spy on your customers or your employees. You're trying to make your environment more secure. You're not trying to uh, uh, be the audio equivalent of a peeping Tom. That is not what we advocate. That is not what we will stand by. So when you follow, and I say you meaning the industry, when we follow these best practices, we can strengthen our security systems We can add functionality and force multipliers to how well they work. And we can do so in a way that makes not just our customers, but ultimately the people we serve, our society, comfortable with the fact that this equipment is being used because they understand the intent and the purpose behind it.
0: And with that, now you know why this is a great conversation. Thank you, Cameron from Sound Secure always a
1: pleasure ron thank you for having me